0: Greetings friends and colleagues. Welcome to the Thoughtful Teacher Podcast, a service of OnCourse Education Solutions. I am Scott Lee and I hope you are safe and well. I also would like to announce that the Thoughtful Teacher Podcast has joined in partnership with k Blotta Recycling and their work supporting teachers in Haiti. We ended the spring season with the first part of a conversation with Adam Jordan, recorded in June 2021, which we will conclude now. Adam is an associate professor of special education at the College of Charleston, co-director of the All Y'all Social Justice Collective, an Appalachian, and a southerner from the rural North Georgia foothills. A former K 12 alternative middle and high school teacher, Adam's work focuses on creating equitable and healthy spaces for students. The system calls at risk, but he calls at promise. We continue our conversation discussing equity issues for teachers. We left off talking about the problems with pay and equity, and we will continue by discussing the negative public narratives educators are facing
1: but i would i would argue that until until we have teachers in an equitable space we're never going to get students in an equitable space either like they they're going to have to happen this happens has to happen together right it right. all has to come together we cannot have a group of people who are absolute professionals economically oppressed and told repeatedly that they're just indoctrinating people to become you know Marxists. We cannot have that and then expect equity on the student side too.
0: kind of leads into the other piece that I'd, I'd like for us to talk about is you mentioned this idea. I think it's important that everybody know that this is being said. But on the other hand, I don't really want you to, know, give to, to give it give a voice. You know, the headline of an editorial originally ran in the Arkansas Democrat Gazette. And I see it here because. Our local paper has the same owner. The headline was equity equals Marxism. And that's the narrative to me, a very concerning narrative. And it goes along with what we're talking about in that there's this incorrect perception, not only that we're indoctrinating students, but that we're indoctrinating them to turn them into communists that right. we're going to destroy capitalism teachers are using equity to destroy ca- destroy capitalism and that was he didn't come right out and say that but that was certainly the point <laughs> the point where i see that leading concerns me also i mean you know we're looking at legal discrimination being passed in several states including yours and mine uh, in varying degrees where now discrimination of LGBTQ students is required. We can't talk about structural racism. I mean, literally, you can lose funding in Tennessee now if teachers do that. As you and I, a couple of white educators, we need to be pushing back and saying, this is wrong.
1: (laughs) Absolutely. I mean, it goes back to those two quotes. I mean, what are you going to side with? You're going to there's only you're going to pick oppression or not like that's it. You're going to pick oppression or not. So uh, and that's why this issue is way bigger. We can't ask teachers to fix this. Right. Say how are, are teachers going to do it anyway? Are they going to close their door? And, you know, I've, I've, I've heard lots of people saying that. And as, to a degree, that's true. You know, no, right. Right. The, the teachers teach and, and they they control how they how they do that to an extent. But you're Right. They're often legislated right into a corner, but we can't only ask them to come back and fight out back against us. Those of us with a lot, a lot of privilege have to scream a lot. You got to holler a lot. You know, as a university professor, you know, I feel like my job is to advocate for human rights and education. and, And that's what I'm going to do. It's probably a safer space than the teacher. You're probably in a safer space mm-hmm. than a classroom teacher to do those things. Right.
0: Uh, I would I would never be doing this podcast if I were a classroom teacher. Exactly. Yeah. You'd, Absolutely you'd not. Wouldn't exactly. even think about it.
1: <laughs> right. That's exactly right. So that's the big question then, right? Is is what do we do collectively to combat mm-hmm. this, or how do we empower teachers to to stand up for what's right? And that's a big, huge, multifaceted, multi-professional complex question that I don't have the answer to, but I know the answer is not what are those teachers going to do? Right. I know I that that cannot be the answer that we cannot, mm-hmm. you cannot stand on your privilege and say, well, what are they going to do? They chose to be teachers. They need to figure this out. I, I, I'm, I'm afraid that, that ultimately what's going to happen is the consequences, what we see now, which is increased attrition rates and people, everyone has a breaking point. Teachers are some of the most durable people you've ever met just by function of what they do. They're durable and they take a lot, but at some point they're going to say, I can't do this anymore. And that, Mm -hmm. that that's really my, my biggest fear aside from the obvious fear of what that does to the students at which the legislators targeted. That's a whole nother complex conversation, but in terms of what it does to the ecology of our schools, people should be worried about that. I don't know if they are, and I don't know. And I don't know, Scott, if it's even, it's like the frog and bull and water analogy, I don't know if it's like, this is not the first time this legislation's popped up. We've had legislation like this in different areas, different facets forever. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's sort of like, I worry that people have become a little bit not content with it, but it's not, it's lost some shock appeal because we're not that shocked anymore by terrible things. Terrible things, unfortunately in 2021 are not that shocking. So have we just been the frog in the water and it's heating up and
0: And yeah, I mean, I I think about, and you probably remember some of this too. Maybe you may have had a similar experience when you were a classroom teacher or not. I remember filling out job applications for teaching jobs where I had to sign that I had never been a member of the communist party. (laughs) And I'm like, is this still a thing? And then I thought, you know, I mean, it's no big deal because even even if even if I had been a member of the Communist Party and lied on that, they'd never be they would never have been able to fire me for it. I don't think. But the the other thing I worry about is stuff like that signals. It sends a signal. This legislation sending a signal to us. And there was a time when teachers would have had uh, 1950s Red Scare and all that. You could have said, whatever, I'm going to shut my door and teach and nobody's going to bother me anyway. So there were times when I even even when stuff like that was on the books, I don't think you would have, you wouldn't have worried about it. And I'm not so sure that we're in a place where you can do that now.
1: Oh, I don't think we're in a place where you can do that now. And I I think that that function of many things. One is teachers are a popular thing to discuss right now. You know, it's popular to talk about. It hasn't always been that way.
0: Yeah, well, even, that's true.
1: Even in our classroom teaching careers. I mean, I can go back just 10 years ago and think, yeah, hey, nobody nobody was really that. I was teaching alternative ed, kids with behavior disorders. As long as nobody mm-hmm. was getting injured in my classroom, right. everyone was cool, right?
0: It was like, oh yeah, you went two weeks without doing a discipline referral. Yeah. You're the guy.
1: <laughs> way to go, way to go. Right? That's not true anymore. Uh, and it's also not true in that how quickly... A teacher can become like a target on social media. Like how quickly, uh, you know, something they do can get captured on a some type of recording device, some type of sprint, So any anyway, right? Mm-hmm. And get shared all around. I understand how scary that has to be as a teacher. I think about it as a college professor. I'm always thinking, like, I mean, I me mean, make sure, I me mean, think, especially in the Zoom era when everybody's right. right here you're thinking, you know, I don't want to have a, I don't want to say anything that I haven't fully vetted in my brain and, and have it broadcast to the world. I can, I can understand that anxiety that it has that teachers have to have. I think that's realistic.
0: Yeah, I had been thinking about more, just some of the situations that I know of where principals are having to deal with complaints more from parents that are out of line. I wasn't even thinking about the uh, social media and recording.
1: Right, exactly. And I think those things are connected. I think that the social media kind of craze around educators has caused people to ask bigger, not bigger. It's, it's, it's kind of primed them to then go complain about things. They're, it's much more, they're much more heightened in their awareness, but they're not more educated in what it is they're complaining about. Right. You know, like a good, like good <laughs> follow-up to that, have you ever been a part of the Communist Party? Would it be like, can you explain what you mean by this? And I guarantee you they wouldn't have a, most people wouldn't have a clue of how to
0: explain Because mm-hmm. one of the things that, that I think about with communism and Marxism and, and stuff like that, there's a psychologist who I use a lot or uses work a lot when I do presentations with schools, a guy named uh, Martin Brokenleg, who's a co-author of a book, Reclaiming Youth at Risk. But one of the things that he talks about Malcolm Gladwell also has written an an entire book about it i don't remember which one off the top of my head the the rule of 150 and it talks about what true tribalism is people you know have evolved to sort of operate in these smaller groups and work collectively not individualistically and it's like you know you could really ha- be having a discussion on that and have it totally misconstrued by somebody who wants to make that about communism or marxism sure. could do it there's just no way that could be with scrutiny. Anybody could believe you doing that, but you're right. In a, in a world like we live in right now with social yeah. media, where you only get what 200 and something characters on Twitter, you can right. make the argument.
1: You can absolutely. And I would argue too, that all of this stems from inequity. anyway. Like I would argue that a lot of people really fired up right now about teachers in a bad way have probably had some negative school experiences They've probably felt exclusion themselves in some way in school, schools, you know, and I think that's why we have to make schools mentally healthy places that are inclusive, because, you know, if we have people that have felt that school was something that was not, it didn't benefit them, that they felt oppressed in school, however, they manifest that decision in their own head. They're gonna then go out and attack school because it was something right. negative, right? So mm-hmm. I think that it all comes back to that. You know, you you deal a lot in in terms of trauma. I think when we look at the traumas that people experience in schools, they lead to attitudes like this. I just right. think they inevitably lead to attitudes like this, right? If I go to a restaurant and you you tell me I can't stay here because my accent's too thick. I'm not coming back. And every time I see your restaurant, I'm going to make sure everyone knows it's terrible, right? Mm-hmm. A silly example, but you get my point, right? Right. It, is that if we have people that have experienced injustice themselves, they're going to bring it back one way or another.
0: I love the way that you, know, you point that out. Really interesting and thoughtful way to look at it is that this whole argument is as a result of inequity. I had not really put that turn on it, but I I think that's, I think you're exactly right.
1: I think about it that way, because here's how my, maybe this is simplistic, but I think if you're feeling good, and I mean that in like, you're in a healthy space, Mm -hmm. you know, you're probably not going and doing these things and passing this legislation and getting so upset about all these things, Mm -hmm. you yourself are in a healthy place. When I'm
0: working with teachers, uh, trauma-informed care, you know, we talk about, okay, wellness feeling well right what what does that look like when your students are well
1: but if you're spending a good chunk of your day hollering at the principal about the teacher teaching recruiting for the communist party something's not well Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know and i don't mean that as a joke i mean it's serious like something's not well and i think as a human being you say what's not well and how do we fix that you know And maybe that's a simplistic way of thinking about things. That doesn't mean you don't hold people accountable when they do terrible things, but it does mean you think of the complexity of the human brain and you say, well, what's not well with you and what, and how do we do that collectively? How do we fix some of these things?
0: Once again, Adam, thank you so much for joining us today.
1: Yeah. I appreciate you having me.
0: The thoughtful teacher podcast is brought to you as a service of on course education solutions. If you would like to learn more about how we help schools and youth organizations implement high-quality, holistic, and equitable interventions, please visit our website, solutions.net. We also encourage your support of k Blotta Recycling. You can visit them at kblada.com. This has been Episode 1 of the Fall 2021 season. If you have enjoyed this podcast, please tell your friends and colleagues about it, either in person or using social media. We also greatly appreciate positive reviews on the podcast app you use. The Thoughtful Teacher Podcast is hosted and produced by R. Scott Lee, who retains copyright. We encourage diverse opinions. However, opinions expressed do not necessarily reflect the views of producer, partners, or underwriters. Guest was not compensated for appearance, nor did guest pay to appear. Transcripts are available following podcast publication at our website, ThoughtfulTeacherPodcast.com. Sponsorship opportunities or other inquiries may be made on the Contact Us page at our website, ThoughtfulTeacherPodcast.com. Please follow the Thoughtful Teacher Podcast on Twitter at Dr. R. Scott Lee or on Facebook at Facebook.com Thoughtful Teacher Podcast.
1: Proud member of the Podnuga Network.